readers. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And we are bookish like that. I still have allergies. (laughs) (laughs) So this week we are reading From Blood and Ash. Did you finish it? Yes, I did. It's going to be one of those weeks where we disagree, huh? Yes. Oh my God. How'd you be there to do it? We also know that she has to be approved or accepted by the gods in order to ascend. So she has to live like this very strict life to please them because this is what they want her to do. And if she displeases them, she will be obliterated. Like she will be erased from history and they'll, I guess, kill her. I guess. It's we don't so, really not know. not super clear. Yeah. But that's, that's what we know right now. And Poppy is a bad maiden <laughs> because she's, she's a little wiggly. <laughs> she doesn't do what she, they expect her to do. No. They don't necessarily know how much she does do, though. Mm-hmm. She's got an adventurous side to her, and she is curious. So, and it's everything she, that the maiden's not supposed to be. So once in a while, she'll sneak out and go, like, on an adventure. She's always in her veil. Like, she doesn't do that, but she does will, like, change her veil to, like, a red one or something so people don't know she's the maiden. And, like, steal somebody's jacket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she'll go out. Well, at this, the very first night that we meet Poppy, she is at this place called the Red Pearl. And I picture this place as kind of like a tavern, brothel Mm -hmm. type of place. Like, there's men playing cards. There's women dancing and whispering in their ears and having fun. And she's just taking it all in. Everyone's drinking. Mm-hmm. It's just a laid back place. They're living life and she doesn't get to do that. So she's just like watching and like mm-hmm. soaking it up. Well, she does have this veil that covers half of her face on tonight. And she's not really worried that anyone will notice or recognize her because no one's ever seen her before. Until her guard, Victor, walks in. And Victor is her main guard, and he loves her, and he's basically her dad. We find out, yeah, eventually that they have, like, a father-daughter relationship, pretty much. And she knows that if he sees her, even though half of her face is covered, he'll recognize her. Yeah. And so she goes to this, you know, she's trying to hide. Well, a woman notices her and gives her a heads up that he's here, and she's also kind of shocked because apparently this woman knows that she's the maiden. How Do, do we ever find out how this woman knows this? I think think so but we'll have to get into it later okay and so this woman tells poppy i'm not going to tell anyone that you're here go upstairs there's an empty room on your left and so poppy listens but before we get into what poppy does next i'm going to tell you this at this moment when she's talking to this woman we never really find out her name i don't think but when she's talking to her she poppy says something And the woman responds in a way that makes Poppy realize not everyone likes the Duke and the Duchess. And it's kind of like eye-opening for her. Not everyone agrees with ascending, even though we don't know what that is yet. And the people who don't like ascending are called the decenters. And they follow a prince named Castile. He also goes by the Dark One. Yeah, the Dark One is yeah. what they mostly call him. And they believe that Prince Castile is the true prince because he is the heir to a place called Atlantia, a kingdom that fell hundreds of years ago in a war. So we get that story in between this lady talking to her and Poppy having to go upstairs. Yeah. Anyways, so this lady can see that she's hiding and tells her, you know, go upstairs, there's an empty room, and Poppy gets the hell out of there. Well, when she goes to this room, she bumps into somebody... And the first thing that she says is that he is much bigger than her. Like, her head reaches, like, the bottom of his shoulders. And we are due to a man named Hawk. So that's who she bumps into, Hawk. And she knows him. 
Yes. Because so, he's a guard around the castle. And he's, like, quickly making his way up the ranks because he's really good and he can't be beat. And, and he's very good looking. Very good looking. And so when he practices in, like, the courtyard, all the girls, including her, go, like, watch him they practice. Secret, secretly peek on him. Yes. Yeah. So hilarious. Mm-hmm. And Hawk knows he's good looking. Yeah. He knows he's bad. Yeah. And... Guilty pleasure, something about that speaks to me. I'm like, hey. (laughs) Yeah. So I get it. I like him. Yeah. He's a fun character. So while Poppy is in there, they have a little bit of banter. And she discovers that he thinks that she's someone else. Because she's in this mask and stole a cape that belongs to a maid that he's been fooling around with. Mm -hmm. So instead of being like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, sir. She just rolls with it. She's like, well, you know, I need to live a little. So. So she just stays around and sees. She's where like, it I goes. know it's wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pretend. Okay, I'll pretend. And so she really enjoys his company, but she won't tell him her name. So he just starts calling her princess mm-hmm. because he realizes that she isn't who he thought she was. Yeah. In the middle of them, like talking and flirting. Yeah. And he's like, Well, if you don't care, I don't care. Tell me your name. And she's like, no, thank you. And so he just calls her princess. And it gets under her skin a little bit, but she keeps thinking about it. Like, later on, that comes yeah. back to her. Well, while they're talking and, like, flirting, Hawk discovers that Poppy has a knife on her thigh. Like, a strap to her. And the knife is blood st- made of bloodstone. And this ends up being a really big deal. Because there's a few monsters in this book that can only be killed with bloodstone. And a weird type of wood. It's not vampires again. It's not vampires, guys. We're not reading about vampires. But we are. <laughs> Don't you lie. <laughs> there might be. Don't come at me with that. <laughs> this is vampires and werewolves and all kinds of crazy creatures. But we're going to call them something different. Because we got to make it more confusing. <laughs> This is different worlds. They're not different vampires. names. They're not. We're going to call What do we call them? Vampires. <laughs> I don't know about all this. But we don't know that yet. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> uh, well, Hawk gets called away. So Poppy has decided that she's had enough excitement for the night. And she goes back to her rooms. Well, the next day, her bestie, Tawny, who is her friend... And it's also her job to, like, keep her company. It's her, like, her maid. Yeah, Tawny's her maid. But they do have a connection. Like, yeah, they oh, are they friends. are friends, yeah. really, yeah. But Tawny's job is to, like, be with Poppy. hmm She asks Poppy, like, what she did last night. She and Poppy was like, I was sleeping. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, you weren't, because I checked on you during the night, and you weren't there. Tawny's fun. Yes. She's, like, spunky and fun, and life's just good. Yeah. And she doesn't really mind that Poppy sneaks that no. around. Like, she's... Sometimes she goes with her. Yeah. Tawny, yeah. Well, she casually tells her that, like, oh, I went on a walk. I had one of my nightmares. And Tawny doesn't really buy it. So she fesses up that that she snuck out and goes to the Red Pearl. And they, like, gush about it. And Tawny's like, why didn't you take me? (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to go. But what Poppy doesn't tell her Mm -hmm. is anything about Hawk. Yeah. Like, she wants to keep that secret, and she kind of gets a high out of it being just hers. Yeah. And I think that's really sweet. She knows that might be her only interaction with a man, maybe Uh ever. But I think that's sweet that, like, she kept that part just for her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like that. For some reason. Because they did kiss and stuff. Yeah. And And, and so she's 
She's never had that before. I just think there's just something amazing about her just... We, we've all had that it moment. It was a cute moment, yeah. too. I love it. Well, during their talk, Tawny mentions that she's worried about something called the mist and the dangers it brings, but she doesn't, like, really go into it. Well, later that evening, Victor comes to her room, and Victor is, like, the guard slash dad of Poppy. And he comes to her room and says that she's been summoned to tend, and I quote, a cursed. So what had happened was this woman named Anne's husband came back from the rise. And the rise is what I imagine being like a big wall surrounding the city. Like a, Yeah, I picture uh, like a castle with mm-hmm. a big barrier, all rock and dark and uh-huh. nasty and ugly. <laughs> Moss. Yeah. But when he came back from the rise... He was bitten and turned into a craven. Yeah. Is craven the thing that has been in other books? I, I feel know. like something similar. I'm not really sure if she goes into what they look like. But when I picture a craven, I picture this weird, like, zombie wolf thing. And I'm not sure why. Because mm-hmm. she talks about, like, their long teeth. I don't really picture a wolf. But, yeah, it's like a zombie um, creature not like an at not so human looking no and she says that like they're bloodthirsty they've got long claws and like their teeth are elongated i picture like bald and like yeah i don't know and, i just like, picture grayish like grayish skin snout. wasn't it grayish skin mm-hmm. it's kind of like voldemort but on <laughs> like worse that's what i picture voldemort but worse yeah okay here's the thing with this book as i how i took it was like as we went we learned what was going on. There uh-huh. was no explaining a little bit before. We're jumping into the next thing, and you just should know what a craven is and what this world is, even. Though but we don't even explain this world. She does wrap it up really nice. I mean, eventually you get there. Yeah. But you're a little confused as you go. Like, what's happening? I wasn't even sure. I mean, we could have had a little explanation of the world. And we didn't even have an explanation that she was in a castle until... We went back. I mean, it was just a, it was just an odd mixture of how you would write that. I loved it. Yeah. You okay. can't convince me that this wasn't great. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that fancy bloodstone dagger that she had strapped to her thigh, well, it turns out that this bloodstone dagger kills Craven. And the mist that Tawny was talking about, that's like a warning sign that the Craven are close by. It comes with them. Mm-hmm. So, rumor has it that the Craven are also controlled by the Dark One that was mentioned earlier in the book, and they do his bidding. So, super dick move to have zombies. Well, it just makes it seem like that side is super, super evil and dark and nothing you want anything to do with. So, Poppy has been summoned, and so her job here is to ease the pain from this woman who's losing her husband, and also to take the pain... From the man who's turning into like this weird beast. When she goes to, you know, so she makes him comfortable and she sends him to sleep and then she uses her dagger on him. She take they kill they have to kill him because if they don't kill them, they will turn into these beasts. There's- so after she uses her magic to make this man more comfortable and kills him, Victor pulls her outside and you know, they go back to her rooms and he kind of lays into her about using his, her magic because he does not like that at all. If somebody finds out that she did that and like rumors start going, the Duke and Duchess can find out that it was Poppy because she's the only one that has these powers. 
And she's not supposed to be doing it. And she's not supposed to be doing it because she has these very strict rules. To be pure, to be just basically hanging out Mm -hmm. and nothing else. And you have to remember that this entire kingdom's future is on Poppy's shoulders. She's the change of the, Uh yeah, the kingdom. She's the future of the kingdom. And if the gods don't find her worthy that she can't ascend, and then that would be very bad. So Victor is very concerned that she's using magic. He doesn't want it to get back to the Duke and Duchess. Well, while Victor is laying into Poppy, he tells her he understands why she did it because of her parents. And now we find out why she has nightmares that Tani mentioned earlier. So when Poppy was a young child, her mom and dad got killed by a group of Craven. And it also hints that the Duke abuses Poppy now and then. And we aren't really sure how or why yet, but he's laid the seed that if she makes the Duke unhappy, she'll have to go to one of his lessons. And that means that he's going to abuse her. So anytime Poppy makes the Duke unhappy, she gets abused. We also learned that because Poppy was there when her mom and dad got attacked by Craven, she has these scars on one side of her face. And it like goes like from her temple down to like the bridge of her nose and like across like her eye to like her. And she survived it, which nobody does. ever. Right. And so we learned that she has scars, which ends up being like her tell. And so it seems nice that she's in this kingdom now after surviving mm -hmm. something so horrible. And now, oh, she gets to be a maiden. That sounds so nice. But then you start to discover the Duke is somewhat abusive. She's not beautiful in his eyes because of her scars. Well, that's not true. He says one side of her face is absolute perfection and the other side is horror. Yeah, but is that nice? No. No. But (laughs) she does find her beautiful. So when he talks to her. beauty is the most important thing. To him. Yeah. Yeah. So, the next day, or that evening, Poppy's in her room, and her guard, Rylan, is watching her now. And Rylan and her have this cute little friendship, and they decide that they're going to go walk through the castle grounds. Like, she needs to get out of her room. So, when she's walking, Poppy hears somebody say, Maiden. And Poppy instantly breaks out in these, like, goosebumps in a bad way. And this is when we meet Lord Mason. And he is basically hates women. You oh, know that type. He is so disgusting. Yeah. He, he hates makes women. me more mad than anyone in this book. He has Poppy pushed up against this wall. He like got her away from her guard and Poppy well, was like, don't worry about it. Her guard can't really do a whole lot Mm-mm. because Lord Mason and the Duke are friends and she knows that she'll be punished mm-hmm. for having a problem with the Lord. So Poppy agrees to like go around the corner with him and he like pushes up her against the wall and is basically feeling her up and she's trying to stay calm. He's molesting her. Yeah. He might go further. Well, she's staying calm and she's, you know, reminds him that she's the maiden and she can't be touched. And he threatens her with more lessons with the Duke. If he, if she doesn't do what he says. So he isn't a fan of Poppy and she's afraid of him and he hates women. Well, while they're talking, all of a sudden they hear like this really loud scream. So this is the perfect escape for Poppy. It's like the only reason she Mm -hmm. got away. Everyone rushes to see what this scream was about, and they find a young servant girl dead. Not only is she dead, she has a puncture wound on her neck. So, Not by vampires, though. (laughs) (laughs) What? And she has no blood. Yeah. Oh, man. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) Uh, 
So Poppy's guard takes her back to her room, and Tawny and her are talking about what happened. Tawny thinks it's a craven bite, but Poppy isn't so sure because she saw two puncture wounds. And when craven bite you, they have four very long teeth, and they leave a mark, like a bite bite, like jagged. Yeah, pretty much. So she tells Tawny that if it was a craven did it, it would have been really bloody, and there wasn't a single drop of blood at a place around the body. Suspish. Mm-hmm. So, it might be vampires. (laughs) So, something about this doesn't sit right with Poppy. So, she has this moment to herself where she digs out this book and reads up on what could have done this. And we learn two things here. The first thing we learn is that Atlanteans are another type of person in this book. And they have things and don't noticeably age past 19 through 21. So it takes, they can live centuries and still look, you know, 22. And there's no telling them apart from a normal mortal aside from the long canines. And they're really fast and strong. The second thing we learn here is that there is something else out there in this world called the Wolven, who have no noticeable world difference between mortals too, aside from the fact that they can turn into wolves. And sometimes they're bonded with an Atlantean. So there's no vampires and werewolves. There's Atlanteans and wolvens. So lots to take in here. Because we needed to switch up the fantasy world for us. Uh, so Poppy has a lot on her mind and decides that her and her guard, who is Raylan still, that they need to go on a walk again. And this time they're going to go to the garden at nighttime and look at night blooming flowers and this is like their little spot like this is they both enjoy watching these flowers bloom at nighttime and i got the impression that raylan's in love with her you did at this point yeah i don't know he's so sweet and he was about to say something and then (sighs) something happens yeah rylan gets shot in the chest with an arrow And tells, and while he's like, you know, his last words to Poppy were run. And she's shocked. And it takes her a second to figure out what's going on. But before she can turn around and run, somebody tells her to cooperate or she won't get hurt. And she will get hurt. She's going to cooperate or I'm going to kill you, basically. And she is going to walk out here without causing a scene or else. We'll remember the dagger that Poppy has on her at all times. Well, she can use it, and she can use it well, and she kicks his ass. And this enrages him, and he tells her, quote, I'm going to enjoy tearing your skin off, your weak, fragile bones. I don't care what he has planned for you. I will bathe in your blood and feast on your entrails, end quote. Her response to that was, that sounds delightful. (laughs) (laughs) She's pretty funny. (laughs) I died. Like, what a queen. Yeah. You know? All right. And she just kicked his ass. She acts like she gets really scared, which I would assume you would at moments like these. But she handles it so well. And so, like, with a smart-ass attitude. It's pretty funny. Somehow, the guards, other guards around the castle are alerted that this guy's here. And he runs away. Well, once the smoke settles and everyone's kind of calmed down and they realize that he's gone, they notice that the arrow on Ryland was marked with the Dark One symbol. And they are, you know, pretty determined that the Dark One has come for Poppy. Why he's come for her, we can only assume it's because she's the maiden. But we don't really know at no, this point. No, they don't really know. So the next thing that happens, I'm going to just brush on. But they are at this gathering 
where people come and, you know, tell the Duke and Duchess their grievances. Well, a couple comes up to the front with a newborn and they ask if they could keep him because his two older brothers have passed away. And the Duck, Duchess and Duke tell them that, no, their baby will go and serve the gods at the next rite ceremony. And this causes a few waves from a few from a few people because they have to give their babies away. So let me pause right here and tell you. So what happens is, is your first and your second son are basically safe. But if you have more children after that, you give them away and they go serve the gods at this temple and you never see them again. And it's just what the way it is. Yeah, and it's you're just, not allowed to ask questions about it. It's just how it people is. People do it and everybody in this kingdom believes that people want to do it. Mm-hmm. They want to give their third child away. And you should be for the proud gods. Yeah, you're that proud. you're serving them. Mm-hmm. And this, obviously no one wants to give their kids away. So this causes waves that they won't let them keep him because even though he's a third born, it's their only kid remaining. And it's kind of Poppy's first view on this of mm-hmm. like, oh... Maybe people don't want to give their kids away. So remember that. So now it's time to replace Poppy's guard. And of course it turns out to be Hawk. And she's internally screaming because he's hot. And she does not want him to recognize her from the red pearl. And she's afraid as soon as she talks, he's going to. So she doesn't say anything. She will nod or like give a hand symbol. She runs away basically. He follows. Well, part of her being... Part of him being her guard is that he has to see her face so he can recognize her if something happens. Yeah. He can see her. Well, the Duke asks her to unveil herself and looks at her with a grin because, you know, half of her face is scarred. And he thinks it's going to be like Ooh, this big deal. Yeah. yeah. And so as a last F you, she unveils herself and smirks at the Duke and looks at Hawk and shows him her scars. Holds her head up high. Uh-huh. And this infuriates the Duke. And he says she's half beautiful. But then Hawk tells him she's beautiful on both sides. And basically is like, screw you. Yeah. And this, of course, enrages the Duke more. And Poppy is internally thinking like, okay, stop talking. You're going to make it bad for me. Mm-hmm. And you, possibly. Well, when they get in there... And then he gives the oath of being her guard. Well, when they get in her room, Tawny is losing her mind that Hawk is his bodyguard. And she is fangirling out. And it is so cute. And then, while she's talking to him... This isn't important. We're going to tell you because it's hilarious. She's like, Poppy, Hawk is your guard. Oh, my gosh. This is the best. And she's like... And when he said your oath, it sounded like sex. (laughs) And I died because that is such a best friend vibe. Like, no, you can't say that to anybody. And it was such a good description of uh-huh. it. Because that's all you pictured. Yeah. he like He's like, oh, my God. She's like, I'm going to have to start dressing up. Be yeah. your guard. I can't stand this. And so it's a really cute exchange between her and Tawny. It made them human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the next day, Hawk is on bodyguard duty. And Poppy is finding herself surrounded by, like, women that she's never once talked to in her entire life. And she knows it's because Hawk is here. And you find out she can't really talk to them Mm -hmm. at all. Like, I thought she could at some point, but not even the women. No. It's like, oh. She can't talk to anybody. Well, the Duke has summoned Poppy. And we know it's because he's angry about the way she handled the unveiling. And Poppy and Tawny share a look, and then she leaves. But Hawk catches the look and tries to find out why they exchanged the way that. this part is written i was so nervous uh-huh. because you can feel how nervous she is going in here and you have no idea what he does to her yeah. 
But after dealing with the Lord, you can only imagine what mm-hmm. he does to her. And oh my God, I was so nervous and sick. Well, when Poppy goes to her lesson, because that's what they call it, with the Duke, Hawk has to stand at the door and she goes in by herself. The Lord from earlier, Lord Mazine and the Duke are waiting for her and she's going to get punished. And the punishment is, is that she's going to get caned completely naked while they watch. And she tries to like cover herself and the Duke grabs her hand no, and I places think it's it on the, the Lord. D- oh yeah. The, the Lord, Lord grabs her hand and places it on the desk and holds her hand and down. holds her down while she gets caned completely naked. It's disgusting. They hate women. Oh yeah. For sure. You yeah. can't, I mean like that's not a, of course not a normal thing to do, but I just like the humiliation part is what gets to me. Oh yeah. Like they sick. did it to humiliate her. It's a sick, sick thing they have going on. Well, when she's done, Victor's there instead of Hawk, and he says it's because Hawk knew something was wrong and went to go get him. Mm-hmm. And Poppy's grateful for that because she doesn't really want to have to deal with it, anyone knowing. So she goes to her room to heal. Well, while she's on the mend, people have noticed that there's a fire outside of the rise, and a mist is coming in. And remember, the mist is what the Craven live in. So all the warriors go outside to defend the city. Well, while they do that, Poppy sneaks out of her room and grabs a bow and arrow and finds a spot where she won't be seen, and she starts dropping these Craven. Yeah. I mean, she's unstoppable. And they would have made it up uh-huh. if she wasn't there to get them. I mean, like, she's not, like, killing, like, two or three. She's dropping them. If she saw them, she killed them. hmm And it is badass, and I love it so much. Because this is not... She's, she's not, not supposed to do this. She's not. She's supposed to sit back and wait, and she's not going to. No. Yeah. And the fact that she's just like, killed it, killed it, killed it, mm-hmm. killed it. Not breaking a sweat. Not nervous. Not panicking. Just doing what silent. She's supposed to, what oh, she needs to do. Yeah. My gosh, I love it. Well, when she's done killing these beasts, Hawk finds her on the wall. He's noticed that these craven are dropping like flies, and he realizes somebody is up there shooting arrows. So he goes and, like, gets her. And he doesn't let on that he knows it's Poppy just yet. He, like, taunts her a little bit, and they get in, like, an actual fist fight. And she throws a few knives at him, and finally... face. (laughs) (laughs) He catches it, and she's like, oh, my God, he caught that. Well, finally he grabs her, and something... Like, he grabs her and, like, pushes her against the wall, and he says something to her with Princess... So yeah. she, he knew it was her the entire time. Yeah, I kind of had little hints throughout of, that I knew that he knew. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, when he called her princess, I was like, oh, yeah, he for sure knows. And she's actually kind of furious that he knew and didn't, like, tell her, hey, yeah. I know it's you. Because she's been trying to hide it all oh. this time. And he's like, you speak. And she's like, I didn't know that you knew it was me. Yeah. It was cute. It's a cute exchange. I like it. Well, after the attack, the Duke and, the Duke and Duchess had this meeting we're with the town where they're telling them that the gods are unhappy with us, but they just wanted us to teach a little lesson. And the only reason the Craven made it up the wall and not over the wall is because the gods are still with us. Well, and the gods are mad at you. Uh-huh. They must be mad at you, the way you're living. How dare they? Mm-hmm. We take your children away from you. You live in dark, nasty, ugly conditions, Mm -hmm. you could possibly be killed by Craven at any time, but the gods are mad at you. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're disgusting. Yeah. Well, it ends up causing an issue. Like, the crowd does not appreciate this. And during this speech, somebody yells out liars and yells, where are their children and daughters? Why don't you tell us where they really go? 
And then... And during these things, Poppy's been getting weird feelings yeah, from she can certain read people. Yeah. yeah. Well, then they end up throwing a craven hand at them. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, when people start throwing hands. Yeah. Like actual well, cutoff hands. would be shocking. Yeah, yeah, I would be shocked as hell. So after that, everyone's a little on edge. And Poppy says that her powers are getting stronger. And she's not able to control them as much. So her and the Duchess talk about what happened to the very first maiden. And the Duchess says that the Dark One killed her. So we're not sure at this point if the Dark One just doesn't like maidens or doesn't yeah. want. And she's like, well, you know, would have been nice to have this info. Uh-huh. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Since so, I'm the maiden. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, after she learns this, she heads over to the priestess. And the whole point of this priestess thing is that they teach Poppy the history lessons and how she's supposed to live. And whatnot. So when she ascends, she is on par with the gods and they don't want to disappoint them. Does that make sense? Yeah. She's a bitch. Well, while she's in her lessons, Poppy asks some questions that makes the priestess mad. And the priestess starts to slap Poppy, but Hawk stops it and threatens her. And, the and we find out the like priestess that. is only like 30. Yeah. Like, she's not even that much older than Poppy, which for some reason makes it worse. Like, more of a bitch. Because you're not, like, so much more knowing. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Okay. So, while a few days go by, and Poppy has decided that she needs a new book. So, she scales this building, because she's not allowed to go anywhere or have a life. Or read, even. She's not even allowed to read. So, she has to sneak things. She breaks into this building, and it's a library of sorts. And then she goes into the an office to read it. But it's not just any book. It's like a smutty Karma Sutra book. Well, it's like somebody's diary. Uh, but she was like a... Uh, yeah, she was very sexual. <laughs> but the only thing in her diary is her sex acts mm -hmm. and like how she did them and with who. Yeah. So Poppy pretty... is like, oh my God, because she's, she's only been kissed once. Yeah, she doesn't know anything about it. No. So while she's up there, she hears the Duke and somebody else start to come in. So she goes on the window seal and hides like on the edge and she's up there for a while and she overhears a conversation about punishment of the man who threw the hand at them. And she's a little taken aback by it because they're supposed to be peaceful. Like there's not supposed to be punishment and or anything Duke like that. And the Duke himself wants to yeah. do it. And he is not supposed to do that or usually wouldn't. No, they're supposed to be a peaceful people. And they have an event coming up, right? What mm -hmm. is it? The, the right. right. The right. Yeah. And she's like, well, he should be getting ready for that. Yeah. Lazy. So Hawk finds her and brings her back in. He grabs her off the windowsill and she's like, oh, how'd you know? <laughs> yeah. And he never, t he only tells her that he's really good at tracking. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, she kind of accepts it. Well, he also finds the book that she stole and he makes fun of her a little bit for it. And they have some really fun banter here. Yeah, it's cute. It was so funny. I loved yeah. it. So now it's time for the actual right. And this is the only time Poppy will be able to go out and about without a veil. And she's also allowed to wear the color red. And so this is like a big deal for her. Well, she gets all dolled up and she's looking perfect and she's filling herself. And then the rite begins. And Poppy's noticed that the Duke isn't there. And that's really odd because it's his job. He's supposed to be there. Yeah. Okay. So the rite is this ceremony where they read the names of all the families who are giving away their children to work at temples. That's the whole point of this is that they're honoring the gods with these kids mm -hmm. and they're reading the names and whatnot. Well, while they're there looking around and she's taking it in, Anne's 
Aang's, whatever her name is, from the very beginning of the book, the one where Poppy helped her husband, tells Poppy that the Dark One is coming for her and she needs to be safe. And the vibe is really weird and both her and Victor think that something is off, but they don't know what. But she won't really say a lot either. No, she just keeps telling Poppy to be safe. Well, it ends up being that Victor and Poppy were right. While the Poppy, but the, the party is in full swing, the Duke falls from the ceiling with the cane that he tortures Poppy with, stabbed through his heart. And then the dissenters start attacking. And they end up killing a ton of people at the party. It's pretty gory. Yeah, it's bad. It is bad. And after the attack is over, it's clear that Poppy can't stay there anymore. She has to go to the capital back with the queen. Like, it's just not safe for her. She needs to be somewhere more secure. So Hawk and a guy named... Chiron, he's a new person, and a few other guards. There's only like six or something yeah, guards. It's just yeah. a few guards. But they Chiron don't want to bring Hawk a lot of attention to themselves. Right. They want to get through this. So they head to the capital, capital to deliver Poppy to the king and queen. Another thing is that Poppy won't be traveling with the veil. So she gets a few days or weeks, however long it takes there, without it because they think that her in the veil will draw too much attention Mm -hmm. and no one's ever seen her face before so no one will know she's the maiden no so while they're on their journey they reach this point where they stay at this keep and the lord of the manor is out hunting but his people are about so we meet elijah and his wife magna and they seem to be in charge while he's gone well they make themselves at home and when she's getting settled one of her guards comes in and takes her where asks her where hawk was and she says that he had to go take care of something. Well, he tells her that something doesn't feel right about this place. He is very, very frantic. Adamant. Yeah. Like, he's adamant that something is wrong. He's freaking out. And so you're not sure if there's something wrong with him or if what he's saying is true. Well, he tells her that lords don't go hunting for their people. They don't. They hunt for themselves. And that is weird to her. She's like, that's true. That's true, yeah. And so she goes with him. Well, as they're leaving, Chiron finds them and asks, like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, the guard grabs Poppy and they take off running. Well, Chiron takes off after them. And as he's running, he starts turning into the Wolven. So he's a Wolven. So he's not the side to trust is what she's thinking. Yes. So he's one of the bad guys. So Poppy and her guards make it to the stables. And shit hits the fan. (laughs) (laughs) Poppy is arguing with her guard that Hawk isn't a wolven and we have to find him because he's he's still on his errand. And so she's frantic that he's going to they're going to leave him behind. Well, when she turns around, there's a guy there that attacked Rylan. So the guy that oh, yeah, tried the to nasty her. one who's like, I'm going to peel your skin off. Uh-huh. And yeah, so Poppy is now terrified because like, oh, my gosh, she was doing the dark one's bidding. And he's here. And he's here. And Chiron's a wolven. And we have to leave. And where is Hawk? Well, Hawk ends up showing up. And Poppy is, like, has a sense of relief. Like, okay, everything is going to be okay because Hawk can handle it. And I can handle it, too. We can do this together. But instead, Hawk starts killing the guards. That we're trying to get her out of there. Uh-huh. And Poppy is like, no, you're shooting the wrong people. And then Hawk explains to her that he's been watching Poppy for a very long time. And he's going to use her as ransom because the queen that wants Poppy has a prisoner that Hawk wants back. And he's going to Hawk use Poppy. Hawk is on the other side. The other side. 
and he's going to use Poppy as leverage. It's a shocking moment. I thought. I was shocked. Uh I did not see this coming at all. And they had had intimate connections and stuff, and I was like, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) I was pissed. I text you, and you're like, do you still like him? And I said, I'm going to give it a minute, but right now, no. (laughs) I loved this book. Mm -hmm. I will say, we left a ton out. Like, this is Cliff Well, and this isn't the ending. No. There's a little bit more to it, but we're not going to give away all that. No, we're not going to spoil it for you. But it does twist. This was a really good book. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say what I have wrong with it. The first part, I'm not a huge fan of kingdom settings. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I liked the Tudors even in real life, but that's a dark, dark place uh-huh. living in a kingdom. I don't like the kingdom settings. So I thought that was, if this is the whole damn book... This is torture. But they they went in a and forest. And then when they leave, I'm like, okay. Okay, good. And then I, from the part she kills the Cravens on, I like. Mm. So that took about 280 pages for me to like this book. So the first part was so horrible <laughs> that I don't know if I can like the whole book. I loved it. I can't like the whole book. What would you rate this book? A three. A three? Because it's so... Horrible the first part. I hate that setup. I hate the injustice. But I'm going to say that I probably will like the other books if we're out of that kingdom. I am flabbergasted. Mm -hmm. If y'all could see my face right now, my mouth is wide open. Out of a five stars, I give this book an eight. An eight? (laughs) It was so good. Another thing, I'm not a huge fan of different worlds. I'm not a huge fan of all these creatures and then the i mean the different types of i I'm, i was so confused i don't know i don't like the new worlds with new setups and new sayings and we got to learn a new language pretty much i don't i'm not that into reading that much i can't get into new worlds i wasn't confused i don't mind the new i language. was confused the okay let's one, I just cannot with you right now. <laughs> I've never been so disappointed in my life. <laughs> so at some point in this book, you realize the banter between Poppy and Hawk is fire. I love Poppy and Hawk. I do. Their banter and their connection is so real and he's hilarious and she's so badass. I can't. I can't. I'm here for a strong female lead. She was strong. Oh yeah. She was super strong and he was strong. And I told you that he was um, a unique male character Mm -hmm. as in you didn't really know what his response was going to be. It was kind of shocking things here and there because it's like you can kind of guess what they're going to say. He had a lot to say and the male characters don't a lot. So in a couple, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was, it was some other book that we read in one of our past podcasts where I said, I want to read about the, you know, when Reese walks through the mountain and the uh, Court of Mist and Fury mm-hmm. and yeah. the mountain is trembling beneath him with his power. And I yeah. said, I wanted to read about that guy. This Hawk is, is that guy. Yeah. Hawk is that guy where he's powerful and he knows it and he's not hiding it. When I said I wanted to read about a guy with questionable morals and I liked it, that's Hawk. I do like the main characters. I do like where we're going with this series. Mm -hmm. I do not like the first part of the book because I don't like, um, that was such a depressing. 
setup. It was dark, but I think the world they're in now is really darker. Mm-hmm. But I just think the world they were in in the kingdom is depressing. And so unjust. And I think that's what got me. But you always say you don't like the first book in a series. Mm-hmm. I don't like the first book in this series, but I think I'll like the series. So I don't, usually I don't like the first book in a series because you're setting up this world and you're not super into it. I think that she did it right. No, I think this is why I don't like it because of the setup. I don't like it. It was I think too that- long. But I do kind of get where she had to include a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of like I said, the creatures and everything. I like a book with adventure. Mm-hmm. I love when women... I do too, but the first part wasn't adventure. <laughs> no, but Poppy it was the is worst finding nightmare. herself. Yeah. Poppy's finding herself in this book, and she's learning, and she's so cool, and she's so funny, and she's had to hide that, and with Hawk, she doesn't, and I loved that. I loved that she was funny. I loved that she was strong. I loved that she had a lot to say, and when that veil came off, she let you have it. And she didn't, like, kind of fight with Hawk. Oh, my gosh. When they were fighting in the barn. Yes. Physically fighting. And she was trying so hard to yes. kick his ass. And she did pretty good. And he was, like, cracking up. He was like, you are really holding your own here. So when Hawk decides to tell Poppy that he's really the bad guy, they go at it. And Poppy is trying to kill him. Well, and she could just crumble and break uh, at this point because anybody would have accepted that because you are pretty much defeated. All the people that you thought were good are dead. You're surrounded by the supposed bad guys on the other team, and this guy you just gave yourself to is now... The bad guy. And he hasn't told you anything true, pretty much. No. She could have just fallen to the ground and we all would have understood that. But she got up and she was so freaking furious. She went at him. I loved it. Yeah, that was a really fun part. But, oh, this is the last 150 pages. This is all happening. And, like, I said this about the last book. But this last 150 pages, I was up till 1 a.m. Because you cannot stop reading it. And that's the point of this book. See, to me, I thought about this book when I wasn't reading it. Yeah, I still do. That's a big deal. Yeah, I know. When an author can make you think about it when you close it and you be like, I can't do anything today because I have to know. That's their job. I would have to say most people would probably like it. I just hate the first part. I will say the banter between Hawk and Poppy, just not even Hawk and Poppy. She hit Poppy out of the park. Yeah. The way she makes Poppy speak and think out of this world. I love that too, but I really do think Hawk is a very unique character. I do too. And that's hard to come across. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do too. And also a funny thing, not only is Hawk a unique character, his friends are unique characters. Like, I don't know if they're friends, his accomplices. Oh, that's true. They end up being pretty. Yeah. Because when he, Poppy is kicking his ass, they're standing around in circles, low whistling and like, wow, she's really trying to kill him. Or yeah. should we step in? And That was a good one right there. Yeah. yeah. They're commenting and Hawk is laughing and Poppy is trying to rip his throat out. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I like it. That was a good scene. I love I'll it. I'll read the other ones. Oh. But this one, I I don't know. It would be hard to get through if you didn't have to. So what was the ratings on these books? Oh. So the ratings were pretty good on this book. Um, Goodreads is a 4.3 out of 5, but Barnes & Noble... out of 5. It's because it's amazing and you're a weirdo. It's a a fantasy fiction, but also considered a romance novel. I don't get that I wouldn't say it was a romance. I I would say it was fantasy. Fantasy fiction, but it's uh, 17 years and up, which 
is pro is to me so strange that like when we were I guess because we are adults now uh-huh. that adults are so into fantasy like this because when we were kids that was like a kid thing. I think adults are so into fantasy because the real world sucks ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want to just like go away for a minute. That's true. It is in our world. <laughs> oh, imagine that. I thought it was great. I haven't mentioned that yet. No. I give it eight stars. Sarah gives it three. And three. she's interested in reading. But I'm the not one. I'm not judging the whole series because I haven't read the whole series. But this book in the series, no. Are we gonna do the second book? We got to. All right. We I got gotta to. read it. She has to. I have to. I'm gonna give you a spoiler. I've already read it. <laughs> I had to. Yeah. I because you were still reading this one, so I bought the second one and started reading you read the second them one. Film in like a week. Yeah. Two books in like a week. Yeah. And not even. I would say like four days. Yeah. I did not sleep. That's how good this series is, guys. I did not sleep. Well, I mean, I would say if you're into fantasy, because I'm not as into fantasy as you. If you're into fantasy, listen to Katie, because I I'm not as into. That's it. true. I would not recommend this book for everybody. No. But if you are into fantasy, I have recommended this book to my friend Morales. She's a reader and she will read anything. She doesn't have a genre that mm-hmm. she likes. I recommended this book to her because yeah. I feel like she would connect with Poppy mm-hmm. and that she would like it. Yeah. So I have recommended this book and I would I would not let my teenager read it. Well, 17 is considered adult now. I, I think... might let my 17-year-old read it. Yeah. I would be okay with that. But I would be, if you're a mom... And your kid asks to read it? I guess I'm naive because the, before the age of, like, what I am now, this would break me probably. It's a lot of stuff going on in there. It's super depressing. I don't know. I feel like I'm into You'd it. You'd like it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You would have been fine. I don't like depressing books, but I didn't find this depressing. I found it endearing. The first part was super depressing, I Katie. found it endearing. She managed. She made it through. And you, she knew you will not break me. Because it starts out making their world seem so nice and so so put together. And then it's like crack after crack after crack of, like, nasty people. Nasty yeah, the, the people. the men in this book sucked. Oh. Except for Victor. I loved him. Oh, he, yeah, Victor He took is care dead. of her. That was her dad, even though he, he adopted her. Like, that was... I liked their connection, too. And Poppy... That's why I like this book. Because despite what they wanted her to be, Poppy had friends. Rylan was her friend. Tawny was her friend. Victor was her dad. And they thought she was alone. Yeah. And she had subtle ways of saying, F you, no. And I loved that. Yeah. You thought it was depressing. I thought it was endearing. Because she still managed to have a life. But it's depressing. (laughs) She's good, but it's depressing. (laughs) I think that the way, the conversation in this book was done right. You know, this is like a winter read. Yes, I would say that dark too. dark. Fireplace read. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. I'm here for it. We're in June now, so. So Sarah gives it a three stars. I give it an eight out of five. <laughs> <laughs> You're going off the rails here. <laughs> uh, next, we are reading Futuristic Violence in Fancy Suits. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, I feel like I'm going to like it. I feel like it'll be funny. It will I don't be know. Funny. We'll see. All right. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at bookish like that and subscribe to our channel and we'll see you later readers. Sometimes you get crazy. I'm not. It's not me. It's you. Well, it's <laughs> this a, time. It's this damn squeak. <laughs> yeah. It goes off the charts. Look at that damn thing. I know that might be you. <laughs> Look at you. That's me. Yeah. I'm leaning real close for some reason. Okay. Let's.